Do you experience soreness, muscle fatigue, or joint discomfort? Then you should try Curcumazyme. It can help support your body's repair process and increase a healthy recovery. Using a synergistic combination of ingredients, Curcumazyme provides the most advanced levels to support a healthy, inflammatory response, improving overall wellness. Welcome to the Faith and Facts podcast with Fiji and Fetz. I'm Brian Fetzer. Be hosting it along with the one and only Jim Fijo. Man, you got the beautiful, you know, Florida sunshine behind you. You know, that's it's living living the real life. I'm roughing it. I'm roughing it. I'm telling you. Wait, so wait, hey, getting. Yeah. When we, what's this uh, guy with the alligator hat on? And the alligator. Paul Bedard what's this guy is doing? one of a kind, to say the least. You know, I haven't known him for a long time. You know, the guy of Gator Boys fame. You know, he's uh, he's a unique one. I, I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he gets to talk about uh, nutrition or yeah. faith or anything like that with those alligators. Because from what he's told me, they have pea brains. So, well, now we can do. We can we can talk about yeah. You know, yeah. great thing. Well, I remember the first time. <laughs> yeah, I remember when Paul came in. Uh, Paul's a, a world class. Uh, world champion actually a double iron man he uh the world champion and he came to me man i remember many years he came to me and he said hey i hear you're the man to talk to about this stuff and he started going in and his training was like he he didn't train for marathons he uses marathons to train so he does marathons in his workout he's just incredible so, of course, a person that's running 100 miles a, a month or whatever it was, I mean, his, he was doing 20 miles a day, stuff like that. So his joints and everything would get pretty, uh, you know, demanding, the pounding on running and swimming and biking. He would bike 200 miles. It was incredible. So the guy's a phenomenal endurance athlete, but his body used to take such a beating. So... Kukumazine was one of the products he would use uh, in his uh, training to help with the in, as an anti-inflammatory for his joints and his hips and taking a beating. So Paul Paul uh, didn't talk to his alligators much about about the uh, nutrients, <laughs> but he sure knew he wanted to know everything he could about it. But he ended up. Uh, winning that double Ironman, beating the uh, world champion, the previous world champion from France. It was, in, it was incredible, you know. So he's been on top of nutrition profile for quite a while, Brian, I'll tell you. And he, uh, Wait, you... the last time I talked to him, yeah. No, I was going to say, I was going to say, when you, hey, when the last, the last time, time you I talked, talked to him, him... we want to hear that. We don't want to hear me ask a question. <laughs> you know, I hear the last time I talked to him. Well, it was about it was about uh, his concern for uh, ergogenics, creating energy, because there's such a demand on production of energy. And so, and, and of course, all, all athletes 
they realize it's about energy. Some people do what? Blood doping, Brian? You, you, mm -hmm. Blood doping, they do. They do all kinds of crazy things, right? So Paul never did that stuff, but he wanted to know. And so I shared with him the concept of beta oxidation, about carnitine transfer. I tried to share with him about uh, the truth about blood oxygen levels, VO2 levels. Because there's so much misinformation out there. To this day, these uh, Olympic coaches and Olympic trainers and, and professional trainers really do some crazy things to their athletes, you know? Well, you, we just mentioned in the GDU, I mean the curcumazine, uh, that Paul was mentioned as an anti-inflammatory. And, and that's uh, so crucial to individuals not just not just athletes but people who have arthritis people who have other illnesses where inflammation is a problem every illness this is how important curcumazine is folks curcumazine is so important when you understand this that inflammation is involved in every illness that includes cancers diabetes it, uh, inflammation of the joints, uh, you got a, a bruise, you fall and hit your head, whatever it is. There's so many benefits to curcumazine. It, it's the, it's inevitable somewhere, sometimes somebody's going to need it, even if they're just an individual running around playing fun tennis. You know what I mean? Anything at all, Brian. Yes. I mean, so when you, when you start talking about inflammation, um, how does inflammation happen in the body? You there? Yeah, I missed that. I said, I said, how does inflammation, you know, what, what causes the inflammation? I, mi I missed that question. I said, what happened? What, what causes inflammation in the body? Yeah, you're off. I got you off. Hey, it can be a, a series of things. It can be an injury. It can be a bang. It can be an illness. It could be a, a, a tumor that started growing. It could, there's a variety of things that can in, inflammatory conditions. So the ideal thing is in injuries is to, to deal with inflammation. That's one of the biggest selling drugs out there. You know, people use aspirin and all kinds of anti-inflammatory drugs. The problem is with the anti-inflammatory drugs, they all have a negative impact on the kidneys and the livers. So every time you take a drug, the liver has to compensate and protect the rest of the body, the rest of the, the organism. And so what it does is it has these methyl donor groups, and it attaches and it shares these methyl, methyl donor groups to the poison. It's the same thing if you got bit by a, a spider or by a rattlesnake, whatever it is. The liver starts to try to protect you until it gets overwhelmed and the methyl donor groups are used up. Then it replaces the methyl donor groups and you move on. But the reality of it is those all drugs have an effect on the kidneys and the livers. We used to have a pharmacist that worked for us, and he always said drugs all cause liver damage, kidney damage. They all do it. Simple aspirin. As soon as you take an aspirin, 
A St. Joseph baby aspirin causes intestinal bleeding as soon as it hits the, the capillaries in your stomach. And it goes on for the rest of the trip through the liver, through the body. So you've got the problems with the drugs. However, curcumazine is not harmful or put stress on the liver. It's actually beneficial in helping with uh, inflammatory conditions even of the liver. So that's what pretty much would, would the purpose of taking something natural. And curcumazine is that, is that has been around a long time. Is that because of the bromelain and the turmeric that's inside it? Yes, the bromelain is the yeah bromelain is the is a combination, but all of the components of the curcumin work synergistically. It's not, you know, I I know people that went out and they, they're going to get something better than concumazine. Uh, and it's hard to do because they say, oh, I got this I got this bromelain. Uh, we've got uh, uh, we got um, individual nutrients that you find in the concumazine. And they try to mega dose those things. So they take high levels of bromelain and it's it, it's not gonna it's not the same thing. It's a synergistic activity. You know, when when we develop products, here's how I, I, I read some things and these companies say, Hey, you know, here's how we develop a product. And they take it and they try to figure out how to best to market and all that stuff. Well, long time ago when we decided to to mark, to develop products, the Lord said, Look to creation, look to the ant. So that's what we did. We said, all right, a person has a problem with inflammation. What, what does the Lord give us in creation that's anti-inflammatory? So we looked at those curcumin. We look at the bromelain. We look at the, the substances that we decided should be compatible in accomplishing what we wanted to attain for the individual in dealing with uh, environment of inflammation. Do you think that um, since since sugar is one thing that is so prevalent now in almost every bit of food that we have, is that something that's causing, in your opinion, uh, you know, a lot of inflammation in, in people's bodies? Well, sugar, you know, I, I've... In the past, I've worked with Olympic athletes. I've worked with women bodybuilders, men bodybuilders, uh, pretty much every type of athlete you could, could find out there, endurance athletes. And every one of them, from parents with Pop Warner children all the way up to athletes, I always told them that sugar is your only real enemy. It's not the fats. It just so happens that People are ignorant on how to use food sources for themselves and for an athletic performance. So the reality of it is don't worry about the facts. Then we'll talk about beta oxidation, carnitine transfer, and, and other, other topics when we have, have the upcoming uh, videos. But right now, sugar is the biggest enemy. I remember, I think you you were there when I did a presentation concerning 
the dangers of Gatorade. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first thing we did was to talk about sugar. We, we didn't talk about the food coloring, which is carcinogenic, okay? And so ignorance is the biggest thing going on. And ignorance is just like the news about what's going on in the war with Israel. Who, who really did get the land from Israel? Who Does Israel have it or is it the Philistines? Well, if you follow the history of it, God gave the land all the way from the Euphrates over to the Mediterranean. And that includes the area of so-called Philistine because the Philistines, those are the ones who, you remember Goliath, that big old guy? Well, big old Goliath was a Philistine. He and the boys, they were living in the area of the Philistine now. And so what happened was they were there illegally. They were, they were trespassing, basically. So that was the land that was given to, to the, the Israelites and the Jewish people. So it's the same thing. It's ignorance and lack of truth and knowledge that causes a problem. And so here we go. People say, oh, don't eat fat. So I got all these athletes. They come in. I don't want to eat fats. And they're cutting fat out of their diet. I remember doing a lecture. It was to a, a series of Ph.D. candidates at a college up north. and. Uh, and I went in there and I did a, a presentation called Image Psyche, you know. Well, people want to be, they have an image that they want to meet. Now there's certain information they have, so I want to be thin. I want to be big, muscular. So they take the information that comes out in the journals, in the sports journals, in their classes, in, in uh, college, whatever it is, and they, the exercise physiology books, and they start reading so they start putting that together. And so I explained to them that fat is actually the best fuel you can use. And that's another topic I'm getting off of, off the base here. Back to sugar. Sugar is the enemy. It causes the cortisol response. It has an implication of inflammation. It causes a, a pancreatic stress. So it produces more insulin. And once you start getting into that, now you got cravings. Then you lead to uh, hypoglycemia. It, it, just, it just wrecks havoc with, with the athlete or an individual. So sugar is a problem. And again, that's something that uh, we were going to touch on and why we, don't, why we use maltodextrin instead of uh, other forms of uh, sugar predominantly. Well, I mean, didn't they do a, uh, That's pretty a much big a push? Concept they did that there. They, so they, they, sugar's sorry. a problem. Well, I mean, as I say, back in the day, they did all these commercials and 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 pushing that you know fats bad, fats bad. Don't you know? Don't eat butter. Don't eat red meat. Well, they're starting to go back to that now. You know, it, but but sugar's good. You can have Fruit Loops all you want because that's a wholesome breakfast. But but don't have a steak. Yeah, and it gets back to what you were saying about the things that are natural, things that you know people bait meat since the beginning of time. <laughs> well, you know when you when uh, again when we when I started developing formulas for products, every single product we developed we looked at was through Genesis to Revelation, you know. And 
as far as meat and fats go, as far as developing a product, uh, we looked at what God said he did to Isaiah and uh, Isaiah 17.6. So 1 Kings 17.6. And in 1 Kings 17.6, the prophet went and ran away and hid from Jezebel. And in the process, he was taken by the Kidron Brook. And while he was there, he ended up being fed by the ravens, bread and meat every morning, every night. Now, what is the components of that? Those are the three fuel sources that every athlete should be aware of. And it's carbohydrate in the form of bread. It's not in the simple form of a monosaccharide, you know. So not taking it in the form of a sugar. So complex carbohydrate as part of a meal with fat and protein. Now, there's more protein in there than there is fat. However, protein doesn't build muscle. It's the building block of muscle. But if you have trying to build muscles, there's a lot of issues that need to be addressed before you just put a bunch of... Uh, I can take 100 pounds of steak and go to the supermarket and pile them up on one another. It's not going to create an athlete. It's not going to create muscles. The problem with an athlete is eating too much protein. It's a whole nother story, the, the SDA stuff <laughs> on uh, food sources of protein, carbs, and fat. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So my wife always says, uh, that's what happens. There's one issue after another. But, yeah, sugar is the worst uh, of all of the things, and it causes – a variety of issues that lead to cachexia, to muscle wasting, to deaminization, all of these things which are negative. So what? I was invited to China to give a lecture, and one of the lectures, there was like 200 scientists there, and the Russians were there. And so I gave this lecture, and they couldn't believe it because they actually saw my the study that I did in China, how they couldn't believe that we were putting muscle mass on these athletes and in such a short time, they just couldn't fathom it. So in the process, I explained to them, it's not about mega sources of food. It's not about large complex food molecules. It's preventing the biochemistry that, prevent, that in, inhibits the creation of healthy muscle mass and protects it. I mean, look at look at the whales. Look at the elephants. You can think they're all fat. An elephant's muscular, and it doesn't eat. It's not a carnivore, and so, but it has a mass because it has that mass because it develops a source of food source which doesn't lead to cachexia and allows for whatever protein comes in through vegetation that it eats to be utilized and that is the simple thing where it just keeps on building up on each that's already stored and not taken away see she me see all tell food me. sources protein carbs and fats have a mean, negative impact do you mean to tell me elephants aren't eating pop tarts and they're not eating uh you know Sharks, sharks don't have a good bowl of cereal in the morning with a bunch of sugar on it. That's not not healthy for them. <laughs> so sharks don't eat a lot of protein. 
No, nah, well, sharks. Don't, I mean, sharks don't eat a lot of cereal. They don't. They yeah, don't have the cereal with well, milk they eat on everything it. Sharks, <laughs> but but then but them and them and them and tunas. Uh, well, tunas like the mass of power source of protein, and uh, and uh, they eat everything and anything too. But don't forget, most of a lot of stuff that these animals are eating are. Uh, from the environment, for example, the whale, the fish, a lot of the fish, yeah, they eat other fish, but most of them eat the uh, uh, algae and stuff. So they're hmm. they're getting their they're getting their carbs too, but not in the form of sugar. They avoid <laughs> that. They all avoid the supermarket of sugar. The supermarket of sugar. So you start talking about inflammation and talking about, um, you know, working on it. Is there any other kind of foods specifically that, that you think, you know, help that process of, of uh, reducing inflammation? Well, most of your um, plant sources are going to be beneficial. They're high in fiber. You know, they're going to have uh, natural uh, anti-inflammatories. Depends. Look at pineapple. Pineapple has got the bromelain. We had, uh, remember, early stages of the curcumazine. Uh, one of the pharmacists was out with a, a representative from another company. And uh, they were out, and they, they called me, and uh, and they they. They said we had something like uh, curcumazine with bromelain in it. I said, call him because he went into anaphylactic shock. He was going into shock. So he was at the restaurant. Of course, he didn't have bromelain with him. He didn't have curcumazine with him. So being a pharmacist, being a pretty smart guy, he got told the guy could bring over some pineapple. We have pineapple juice here. So the guy in the restaurant brought him pineapple juice, saved the guy's life. So, mm. yeah, that's what the Lord says. The Lord says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And that's all that we're trying to do is let people know that there are things that you can do. I, I just spent some time uh, in the hospital. And, of course, they, they want to give you... Uh, different drugs. One of the drugs they wanted to give me was to prevent platelet aggregation, you know? And so I, I refused to take it because it would only cause problems. Um, and that, and I knew people where it wasn't working, preventing the platelet aggregation. So I, I used the curcumazine, but the other benefit was not only was it helping prevent blood clotting, it also uh, helped healing uh, and prevented inflammation. So it takes away the inflammation. And it takes away the inflammation naturally, not by uh, preventing the normal functions of uh, swelling. We, we want some swelling because that's how the, the body heals itself. It gets rid of waste matter and it brings in hormones to help in healing. So it's pretty important to to be aware of what's going on. And so that's pretty much how how uh, we address that. 
And of course, no sugar. Sugar's the enemy. Let me let me ask you this, and and kind of shifting the topic from sugar, yeah, to, to spiritualness, <laughs> and, and, and into the word a little bit. What uh, what what's what's the Lord been teaching you, and revealing to you? Make you froze a little bit. No, uh, I'm missing. I out said, on I things. said, what does what has the Lord been revealing to you in your quiet times? In re- oh man, I'll tell you, I'm so excited about that one. Let me tell you today, for example, I was dealing with let me pull this up here. I gotta see if I. I put it in something special. Where did I put it? Okay. <laughs> I'm dealing with, oh, man, I'm dealing with so many things. But, so give you a, a little bit. You know, everybody, you know, you see people today, there is no God, there is a God, right? And then they say, oh, then the God is this tree or the God is this rock. You know, it's all about s- spiritual warfare. But in one part of, part of the issue of spiritual warfare is that there are, the Lord says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but rulers, principalities, and authorities of this dark age. And so who are these rulers, principalities, and authorities? So I was very fortunate. I met some uh, prophets uh, many years ago, and uh, and I spent much time with them, even in the desert in Israel. And so there was much that we learned about. But one of the things that's happening right now is that a lot of people say there is no God. I wrote, that's the whole thing. I wrote a paper when I was in graduate school uh, fear, the reason for the existence of God, trying to prove there was no God. And so in the end, my my professor gave me A++, but he also said, burn, baby, burn. So so uh, I didn't get the message right away. So the whole aspect is now you come out of being an atheist, agnostic, there is no God, to all of a sudden there is a God. Now, Satan wants to deal with that. And how does he deal with that? He says, okay, uh, now they think there's a God. I'll make this God a cow in, in India. I'll make this God a tree over here. I'll make a God a rock, these statues. And so the whole thing starts to develop. And then they see, oh, that's, those aren't gods. That's not the true God. And then they see that, oh, Christianity is the answer. So what happens? Why do people get involved with so many different religions? Why are there so many different forms of Christianity, so many different forms of Ju- Hinduism and Ju- Judaism and Muslims? How, how, many, how many different forms of every one of them? Why is that? Scripture says there's one God, one mediator between God and man, that there's one Messiah, one Holy Spirit, one church, one body of truth, and one doctrine. So 
How can there be five, six, ten, a hundred? How can there be Methodists and Protestants and Baptists and Catholics and this one and that one? And there's they all have Seventh Day Adventists. Oh, they so I listen to each one of them, and they all are so so powerfully present their argument of who and why they believe what they believe. But I know one thing. Jeremiah said it in chapter 8, verse 8. He said, the lying pens of the scribes handle my word falsely. That's why. Because we have false teachers. We have, we have the Pharisees of today are in the pulpits. They're out there in the streets. And so what happens? That's what Jesus came for. What the, who, who did he battle against? He battled against the religious leaders. He battled against the priests. He battled against the Pharisees. So, oh, maybe it's only a deacon, or maybe it's only this guy. Oh, maybe he's the head honcho. Or maybe he's called even bishop. All I know is they write their books, and they have a lying pen. That's all I know, brother. I was muted. So that's some powerful world words. Um, what what's a what's a scripture that uh, you would encourage? You know, encourage somebody. To By the way, right now? that apply. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but um, <laughs> the uh, the I want to apply this to the same thing of sports medicine, of medicine itself, because it. it, it, it he talks about that there is no bomb in Gilead, you know? So he goes in he, and the, the, the prophet says, there is no bomb, no medicine. He, it's the word medicine. There is no medicine in Gilead. Is there no fish, physician there? Why then is there no healing for the wound of my people? Because they're being lied to. The, the pastors are lying to him. The, the physicians are lying to them. The, the, the pharmaceutical are lying to them. The government's lying to them. That's why we had a world pandemic, because of lying spirits. The thing is, I encourage everybody to, to understand, you, you know, get back to your question. I encourage them to read Genesis to Revelation. <laughs> there you go. So, but I say that because... That's where the truth is. Now, you may not understand it. I don't understand it. There's not, there are times I say, okay, Lord, I don't know what this means. But even the prophets, even the apostles, they said somewhere in scripture that says this. But if anyone claims to know everything, I mean, I hear some of these great, great uh, Christian leaders and they, they're great orators and they, write books and they're making millions of dollars and everything else. But they have a lion spirit. Jesus, Satan, there's a song by Keith Green. He says, he says, and it's Satan, and it's Satan in the song is Satan. And Satan says, ah, I know what to do. I'm going to put a little truth in every lie that I speak. So he's a Satan liar. But how does he get you? How does he get you into the bondages of the physical captivity of the lying spirit. And, and it goes on, even Hezekiah. You know, 
the Lord says, hey, who, what spirit will I, will come and help, will help lead uh, Ahab into uh, be killed in battle? And so he's, this, this, this spirit says, oh, I will be a lying spirit in the voice of the priest and their prophets. So that's what it is. Satan did the same thing. He puts a lie out there and he creates that lie to oppose the truth. And it's called, and once you get to hear that lie, it's called condemnation. As soon as spiritual warfare or condemnation starts, the battle's on. Because it can't, it knows that it can't can't uh, overcome the truth unless it gets you to believe the, the lie. And how does he get to believe your lie? They bring a deception to bring you into captivity. And every single ruler, principality, and authority in this in this battle is involved with bringing the condemnation, the lie that brings the cap leads the person to a captivity. So every one of them uses that. And there's no problem. There's no problem with dealing with condemnation because we're all going to face it. We may be condemned by somebody from the pulpit, somebody on TV, some a family member, somebody innocently saying something that the enemy uses as to condemn you. There's no problem with that as long as you don't agree with it. Because God's word says, you condemn yourself by what you approve, and your silence shows approval. So if you hear something that's not true, and it's, and you know it's not true, you can't just let it go. You have to say, hey, I don't agree with that. I don't believe that, or whatever it is, you know? You have to, have to confront that. Because if you don't, it leads to the captivity deeper, which is self-condemnation. Now... That's when a person needs deliverance. Once you realize that you've been brought into that captivity, you need someone to bring a deliverance. Now, start talking deliverances. Most of the Baptists are going to get upset. A lot of the fellowships out there are going to get all worked up. But the reality of it is, is it or isn't true? So that's what happens once you get into that condemnation. But every, every spiritual realm whether it be Jezebel, Tammuz, King Saul, whatever it may be, they all have their authorities out there. And so that's what we're, that's what we're dealing with. So I would, I would encourage people to do a, a search in the four Gospels for the term disciple. And if you're a Christian, you're a Christian, then do yourself a favor. Are you a Christian? and name only, or are you a Christian by the name of the doctrine of the group of church that you belong to? Perhaps you're a Baptist, perhaps you're a Catholic, perhaps you're this, a Methodist, or whatever you are, you know, perhaps you're that. So is your definition of Christian is based on being a Christian, based on the association to the church membership, to the denomination? Well, if it is, I, I think you need to take a, a deeper look at things because Jesus says, never said, go make Christians. He said, make disciples. And if you want to know what that means, it's look up disciple in the four Gospels and then tell me if you can walk as a disciple. Can you sell your possessions and give your money to the poor? Can you? 
Can you follow Christ and be obedient to him? Can you put first seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Can you hate your mother, father, sister, brother, or anything, and not put any of those things before Christ and obeying Christ? Or will you be more concerned about your wife? You know, these are things. So when my wife and I got married, we agreed. Christ comes first, not me. She doesn't come first. You know, a lot of secular Christians uh, don't like to hear that. But the Lord has to be the omnipotent presence and omnipotent power in your life. That's pretty much so. I, I would encourage discipleship and not to an organization, but to Yahweh, Yeshua, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Amen. That's those are the few pages I tell. That's a few pages I tell people to look up. <laughs> Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us in the Faith and Facts podcast, uh, Brian Fetzer, along with Jim Figio. Um, you can you know follow down on Instagram at the bottom. There, there'll be some uh, some some interesting posts and so forth. We're going to make some clips of this, but uh, also make sure you hit that subscribe button. That, that's that's below on, on YouTube and uh, like and follow and definitely share because there's going to be a lot more of these to come in the future uh, days. So have a great one from Fiji and Fets. We're out of here. Shalom.